Buju Ginoa. This is Charles Smith. I'm Ojibwe from the Fond du Lac Reservation, and you're listening to the Middle of the Res Road podcast. Buju Anishinaabe Doug. This is Joel Boje. I'm an Ojibwe from the Boys Fort Band of Chippewa Indians. This is in collaboration with the Minnesota Tribal Contractors Council, a.k.a. MNTCC, the show that is designed to be the source of information about industry job opportunities, success stories, trainings, and upcoming projects for Native Americans. We also share about our culture and language because it is the foundation of our identities. Oh. Welcome back to another episode of Middle of the Res Road podcast here with a special guest in our podcast booth today. I will let her introduce herself. Oh, thanks so much for having me. I'm Tamara Lowney with Itasca Economic Development Corporation. Um, I'm out of Grand Rapids, Minnesota, but I'm a small town girl. I grew up in Hill City, just about 90 90, 85 miles from here, and uh, really loved growing up in the small community. I spent a lot of time away from Minnesota my first half of my life, and then came back and just so excited to be able to work with our communities and doing economic and community development. How did you get into that? Like, um, what, what, what does the life of Tamara look like? Like, what, what got you motivated into the path that you're on? You know, I grew up, um, you know, working really hard, working class parents, um, trying just to get by, big family, um, lots of folks working in the community and working together to really lift each other up. So when I came back to Minnesota in, in 2013, I knew I wanted to take a new direction. I spent the first half of my career in food and beverage and hospitality. And I don't know if anyone out there has worked in food and beverage or hospitality before, but you're working I have. <laughs> every weekend, every holiday, um, long hours. And those jobs are so underappreciated. Um, and I just knew that I wanted to do something different. And I went back to school. I had um, an opportunity to go back to Bemidji State. And I came out of school. I got married. I had my my newborn little girl. And this opportunity came up to work with Apex. It's an area, area partnership and economic expansion. They do economic development throughout the region. And I thought, I don't even know what this is, but it sounds like something I could really do. Um, because it was all about building up communities and helping businesses and helping people find better job opportunities. And, you know, when I started to learn about it, I realized that this was the first time in my career where my resources and the strengths that I had were going to go right back to the people I really cared about. Um, and I think you know what that feels like, right? Yes, directly helping the people around you in your community that you grew up in. That's and that's an important and and that's what this podcast is about is is about opportunities. Right. And you took advantage of that and and it what what does that um schooling look like for for an opportunity like that that you took? You know, it's really funny cuz I went to school um for business management, administration. Um, if you know about going to college, that, that degree will get you a job in just about any sector because it's pretty liberal and, and it can apply to a lot of different areas. Um, 
I will tell you that there isn't a single person in my office that has a degree in economics, that has a degree in economic development. They come from different backgrounds and different experiences, and those experiences make them really good at their jobs because we know where people are coming from. We understand what how hard it is to work every day for a really low wage and just try to make ends meet. Um, and so our big focus is how do we help those people better themselves, grow and upskill. Um, you know, it, it really does let us think about the application of our own skills and the experiences. And honestly, it's so funny because when I was growing up, my dad is, you know, kind of like one of my superheroes. He did everything. He was a jack of all trades. And, um, and yet he didn't have a degree, right? And so he did all these things and pushed so hard and had all this knowledge and experience. But I felt like the community didn't value that. And I don't think it was like they directly didn't think he had value. But as a society we put a lot of emphasis on degrees, right? And so I wanted to get to a place where I felt like we can bring experience in the place of a degree. Not saying that degrees aren't good because obviously they can get you a long ways. Um, but in economic development, degrees play a part, but your personal experiences really help you connect to people. And in our jobs, I, it's funny because today I was talking about this, like in our jobs, one of the most important things is to build trust. And to build trust, people have to genuinely think you care. Um, and you can't make that up, right? You no, just- <laughs> no, you cannot make that up. Like in that, and that's what I, that's what I really appreciate the reality behind your story and how you got to where you're at. And, and uh, um, being um, somebody who was in that same path, it's like that's what I went to school for uh, many, many moons ago. I went for um, business management, right? And um, I, I didn't get a degree. I, I didn't, I didn't succeed in that way. But it's like when you talk about experience, like right. the experience that I carry and the willingness to to move forward and try things that. I have no knowledge about, but just go in and give it a whirl to see what I like or see if I can actually grow and learn to love new things that I'm doing. And and, I, and that's just who I am as a person. And um, the name of your nonprofit? Um, Itasca Economic Development Corporation. Itasca Economic Development. Let's get into that. Let's dive, <laughs> let's dive right into that because it's a hard one to say and... Um, and I and we we talked previously and and I really like um, what you are bringing to the table with oh. this with this opportunity and it's not only an opportunity for yourself it's an opportunity for the people out there that want an opportunity they want a chance to move forward and I love the way you expressed that earlier is is if you want more it's like you got to put your first foot forward right and, and you do and I, and I really appreciate it let's dive right in let's tell us a little bit about about um the, com- we, the company right so you know economic development is a bit of a conundrum most people are like i don't know what that means and really what it's all about is trying to lift up your businesses and your communities um and it starts with people right so i think one of the coolest things about what we do is we get to help someone who's been dreaming about this 
business for their entire lives. Maybe it's a porta potty business. Maybe it's a, you know, you're going to bake cupcakes, whatever it is, whatever that dream you have is, our team is there to help you take that dream and put it into perspective and help you make a plan. So, you know, you can go to the bank and show them that plan and get the funding that you need, um, find the avenue to a building you know, look at what does it take to start a business? What do I have to do um, to be able to follow all the rules? And it seems super daunting, right? If you're sitting at home and you're thinking about, gosh, I'm really good. I'm really good at making these tables. I'm really good at making things and I want to sell them, but I just don't even know where to start. You come into our office, all of our consulting is free. So you can meet with one of our consultants and they walk you through everything from, registering with the state of Minnesota to be a business here all the way through what does a business plan even mean? What does that look like? Um, Where do I start? And with so many people, and I can tell you, we have entrepreneurs that are high school students. They're making fishing lures or they have a snow shoveling business. And we have entrepreneurs that are people that have been in a regular job their whole lives. They're getting ready to retire, but they don't want to kind of throw in the hat yet, throw in the towel, right? They they still have things to do um, and everything in between. You know, you have a, a person who wants to do this job as a side hustle. I'm going to open a business as a side hustle. And then eventually they're like, okay, I'm ready to take my side hustle and have a main street business and really open it up. Um, and that's what we can do. We can help you understand what it takes to open a business and the thing that you have to know though coming in with us is it's not all rainbows and unicorns right yep it's hard you have to look at all the pieces of what it takes to run a business and a lot of times we're so stuck in the vision of how awesome it's going to be when we're rich and famous and we have facebook right we don't think about what it takes to get there and so there's a lot of grounding there's a lot of you know, walking you through understanding the footwork, right? That's what it is. It's the footwork that needs to go into it. The time, the patience, right? And that's, that's important. That's important to, to put that out there right away. So it's like, this is not going to happen overnight. It's not, it's a, this could be a journey for the rest of your life. It could be. And, and, it, it's how you want to see it and how you want to visualize it. And, and that, that I really appreciate that, like what you are doing in uh, ec- economic development, development that right? I, 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 ha- I struggle with that word. I don't know why I'm struggling with that <laughs> word, but it can we Friday. make it something easier? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll give you some easy ones. Here's, here's something we say a lot to entrepreneurs. We say fail fast Failure is not a dirty word in entrepreneurship. It, it is all about learning. You know, you go in, you try something, it doesn't work. You hang your hat on that thing and you just die on the vine or you say, that didn't work. I'm going to try this now. And every one of those times that you, you think that you've failed, you haven't failed. You've learned. You've developed the strength. Maybe this time around you learned how to do this just that much better so the next time you can be more effective in what you're doing. And so, I don't know, it's, it's super exciting. It can be overwhelming and daunting for people, but that's why we're there. We have everything from, you know, you're very early. Maybe you just have an idea and you just have nowhere, no idea where to put that idea and how to make your idea into a business. We have groups that work with you. 
that are specifically there targeting people at that early vision. And then we have people that are ready to work with you. If you're, you're almost at the finish line, you're almost ready to go to the bank. We're ready to get you there. Um, and we can even help you find funders for it. Um, Cause that's one of the big things. That's a challenge for rural Minnesota is that a lot of our entrepreneurs don't have money. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's like, that's where the idea comes in and that's where I appreciate what you, you are doing, like what you and your associates are doing. Cause that's important to have people guide you. And, and that's what I look at you, you know, like the economic development is, is a guiding system and being a nonprofit. It's like you, you're offering services to people just to help them guide, you know, be a guide and be a coach. And that's what I look at it. Like, that's what I, that's what I take. It is, is free coaching to a, to a life of financial freedom. I mean, if you have that vision or that ideal in your head, then it's like you would be the people to talk to about it. Right. And I think what I think is important to understand is that we are the first to say that we don't we don't have all the answers. We want to help you, but we're also learning from you. I mean, I can tell you in our work with um, different band members and, and people across the state of Minnesota, we have learned so much about working in the Native American culture that for many people, many indigenous people, their goal isn't necessary to make all the money in the world. That's part of it. But it's a big part of feeding back to their community, taking care of their own. And so when we have a business conversation with an Indigenous person, oftentimes we have to reshape what we think the goals of that business is and make sure there's a community component. Make sure that we allow them the grace to build that back in because their values and their treasures within their own tradition really dictate how their business is going to be built. And so we're learning. We're just learning right along with that business owner in many of those cases. But that's why it's such an exciting place to be right now because there are more support tools for entrepreneurs in Minnesota right now than there have ever been from, you know, like I said before, there are these early startup groups, there's idea groups, there's coffee with experts. You know, if you're interested in learning there is most definitely something in a community or either yours or one nearby where you can find that kind of support. Um, and that's what I would say is don't, don't just keep sitting on your dream, you know, try yes. to push that dream forward. I love that. That that's inspiration right there. And um, we talked a little earlier about um, opportunities and, and uh, trainings for, right. um, for people that want to get a know-how on some things. Yeah. Let's talk about that. I like, um, I, I really like that, uh, the pre, um, what would it be? Pre-apprenticeship almost right. like to, to opportunities just right. to see if you like it. Like uh, a little bit about, um, the places that you talked about earlier. Yeah. So uh, we were so, we we're just so excited. We have a new location in Grand Rapids. It's called The Forge. And it's a, a combination of workforce development, um, job skills, training, and then also this entrepreneurship that I mentioned before. We have spaces that are called incubator spaces where if you have an idea and you need a space to work on that idea or prototype, you can rent a space from us. Um, 
But the bigger use of this location and what makes it so unique is that it's a training center for the average person. Um, we have relationships with the, co- the local community college called Minnesota North in Grand Rapids. And so they will have certified welding training courses there. They'll have engineering classes within that space. And so you'll have some of those higher ed education pieces. But what I love about our location is it will also have community education. So I don't know about you guys, but we get our community education magazine and it's like, oh, that's awesome. I want to go and I want to go learn how to do this. And usually it's things around art. It might be, you know, some experiential classes, but there's actually the intention to have introduction to welding. So I was telling you before, I think about like the average person who has to work. They don't have a choice. They have to bring home a paycheck. Um, They'd like to go out and and get better at something and get a higher paying job, but they can't quit their day job in order to go do that. And so what what this would allow is for people to take evening classes and just see if they have an aptitude for welding. Like, I don't know about you, but... I don't have an aptitude aptitude for welding. Yeah. <laughs> don't put a welding machine in my hand. I will not be effective. But if you think about like there are people out there that really have that skill set. They're good with tools. They're good with their hands. And they've just never been given the opportunity. So you go and take that community education class, build confidence in your ability and yourself, and then you can decide to make that choice to go ahead and go into a different career path because like in I know in Grand Rapids and I know throughout northern Minnesota there are many companies that once you show that you have a little bit of skill in something they'll bring you in and they'll get you certified and they'll put you through the training that you need so that introductory piece is is basically like that first step to you taking taking a step to building yourself up and getting a better job. And I mean, you know this, right? Like there are better jobs out there. There is, there really is. There's opportunity out there. And that's Mm -hmm. what I really, that's what I really admire about um, your approach. Like the approach that you, you are, you guys are taking, you're thinking about the, the opportunities that, that um, are available. And especially being from Minnesota and uh, knowing um, what it takes. Right. What it takes to to better your, um, I would say, atmosphere of possibilities. Right. And, and that's that I, I've, I've took advantage of many, many opportunities and, and I'm happy with where I'm at. And I think I'm the same way as you, like... Don't put that welding rod in my hand. <laughs> you, you won't like right? you won't like what you get. You know, we but, might burn down the yeah, place. Yeah, it it's like I have a hard time spelling and writing, yeah. you know, like nicely, um, efficiently, I should say. So it's like um, I'm not much of an artist, but I heard welding is an art. I have true. I have mm-hmm. too. It is amazing, and I love. I really love it when someone comes in. That, so we have a we have a partnership with the high schools too. I, I forgot to mention yeah. that earlier. Like the high school student comes in, and you see this young person who has so much skill, but so little confidence. Right? It's it's a time in their lives where um, they're making big decisions about what they're going to do, and. They, they need that they need the experience right you need to put the experiences in front of them 
Um, and what we are really excited about, and I, I just didn't mention this to you earlier, but we're doing a lot of focuses on women in trades. So there'll be a women in welding class at that location where it's only women, it's taught by women. So it really gives them a comfortable place to be. Like, I'm not saying that women aren't avid welders. Like, that's not my my statement here. But it gives you a sense of coming into a space where you're surrounded by people that all have that same desire, but are challenged to get there, right? Um, so, yeah, I think, and our goal, our ultimate goal is to work with, I said before, we're, we're reaching out to Leech Lake um, Tarot Office, their training office, and we're hoping to bring in trainers for, from the Tarot Office and have classes for Indigenous people within that program as well. It's just, we have big dreams, and we're just working really hard to get there. I love that. I love that. And, you know, like, kind of rewinding just a little bit, um, who are these programs meant for who can all be a part of what you guys are doing and how can they get to be a part of that right that's such a good question because if you think about it it's not like i can just walk in the door and be like hey can you show me how to do that because i told you i'm not going to teach you how to use a welding machine but i have (laughs) i have the right connections so you know uh, the obvious one is the college like if you're a student or you're interested in right away you know you want to go get a certification you can go to minnesota north and they'll get you set up in the program but The less obvious one that we're working on right now is you can work through the community education course. So this is open to anyone in the community that wants to do this. Um, You can sign up through one of their courses and come in and take that welding class. And the third piece that we're really working on is we're trying to work with the Northeast Office of Job Training. So if you're out of job or you're looking for a job, that's a place that you would normally go here in Northeastern Minnesota. And so that organization is also working hard to put classes in place. And what I love in Grand Rapids is they're working directly with one of our large manufacturers, um, Yanmar. It was formerly known as ASV, and they build front loaders. They're expanding and growing, and they need workers. So they are working closely together to try to recruit people into those positions and, again, give them that experience so they can come and get those jobs. Um, And we're really, really advocating for trades. I know you know this, but there's such a shortage. Yes. Across the board. And, and, you know, like that, that was almost my next question. You know, like what, what, what is the vision and the goal for economic development? Like what, where, where do you see the future being? Wow, that's kind of like asking me, like, how we're going to save the world. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It is I got to make, I got to, I got to ask the questions that people want to hear. And, right. and no, you know, like me, like if I was at home listening right now, it's like, this is what I would want to ask. Right. So it's like, I got to ask the tough questions. And, um, you know, like I, I, what I really, really admire is how you include the tarot in the, the indigenous community in, in that. And, and it's like, do you plan on expanding that, like expanding the reach or expanding the, the uh, arm of help? 
We so we're really early. We were so excited to host the the tarot office from Leech. Um, on the same day, we had a completion ceremony a couple of weeks ago, and I'm just so inspired by their goals because they want to have more training opportunities closer to home. You know, they use programs that are down near the cities, good programs. But a lot of people don't want to be away from their families, or maybe they even can't be away from their families. And so having something closer in Grand Rapids could be a big help. Um, and we do really want to work more with um, our Indigenous neighbors, Leech Lake Band, Boys Fort. And we've been trying and working really hard on building trust, but we know it, it's the long road. We have a lot of work to do and a lot of ground to rebuild. Um, but that's our big goal. We've At IEDC, we started working with our local Indian councils about a year and a half ago. Um, it's been an incredible journey. Like We're just learning so much about the culture, about the people, and how we can make a difference with those communities. Um, I have this whole analogy. My, my big analogy on our work in Indigenous communities is uh, to my team. Like When we come in, we need to be the fuel in the tank, right? It's their bus. It's their direction. They're driving it. We want to help them by providing the resources they need to go in the direction they want to go. Um, because it's not our vision. It's their vision. Um, but there's so many hurdles, right? So within not just the indigenous communities, but in so many of our communities, the poverty levels are so high. Transportation is such a huge issue. So we're trying to address some transportation issues. So like working with the tarot office, how can we provide rides for people to training? How can we ensure that they can get there? Um, and some of these communities we're working on housing. Like what does that look like? It's such a heavy lift to do housing. Um, but it, you know, I think the the most important thing that really makes me proud is that we believe that we have to treat our Indigenous neighbors like their culture is a part of the way of life. And if we can respect people from where they're coming from, we can build trust and we can try to find a path where we can work together, you know? Yes, I, I love that. That that is that is the truth straightforward and and I, I like that how you you wanna become the stepping stone to help people find success. And, and whatever that is, whatever that means, if uh, they wanna be entrepreneurs, if they wanna get into trades and, and that's possible. That is a very, very possible goal and and just to be able to um put resources there. Like and make it available. Right. I I love what you said about you know like like the hardships that that are going on right mm -hmm. now is like the rides and and that's the simple things. It's like and, and how do you think being able to provide those things will enhance the success rate of of indigenous communities? Well, you know there are so many challenges. You said that, and I mean. I couldn't even begin to hit the surface on all the things that uh, those communities are trying to work through. But every time you can eliminate or lessen a barrier for someone, it will be that much closer for them to be able to make the decision to go and to do. Um, you know, in my experience working with people um, and myself, my own family, coming out of poverty, it, we look at poverty as, um, well, someone, I'll give you a perfect example, and I've seen this happen in indigenous communities, I've seen this happen in communities of poverty where 
this young person has done really well and we've given them a full scholarship and we just expect them to leave everything they know and they go many hours away in some cases and then be extremely successful students in an entirely new environment, right? And we just don't respect the value of where that person is coming from and, and try to understand how do we ensure, if we want this person to leave everything they know, how can we make sure they're successful? And we don't dig deep enough into how that looks and, and how we do it. And I think that's part of the work that IEDC is trying to do right now is understand better the challenges and how the community can work through those challenges together. Um, and we can't do that for them. We have to be the ones to help lift them up. But you know this better than I do. Trust in, in those communities is earned over years and sometimes never you never get there, right? It's it's a lot to make up for. So I don't know, I guess for the most part it's it's just this game of learning and waiting and listening um, and and really hoping that the differences can be made enough for someone to find their path forward that really helps them get to the next level that they're looking for. Um, I think that's one of the things I learned. I'm sorry, I'm kind of rambling a little bit here, but one of the things I learned is that you don't, you know, we can't come into um, uh, our indigenous communities with this belief that we have the answers because our answers aren't their answers. Right? Yep. Yep. Everyone's different. Right. Every person is different. Every individual is different. And, um, that's, that's meeting the needs. What you just said, like being patient mm -hmm. and being understanding of everybody's in a different place and everybody needs the different kind of help. Right. And, and that's how it is all the way all across indigenous country is, is there's different needs in different places in different individuals. Right. So it, it's like, and, and what you just said, really, I really connected with that about being patient and being understanding and, right. and just waiting sometimes and trying to be the, there when they want the help. Right. Because that's what it comes down to. And um, another thing I wanted to bring up is uh, you, you talked about, you know, like the entrepreneurship yeah. and stuff like that. It's like that really sparked my interest. Like, um, I think there's a lot of people out there that have phenomenal ideas. Um, how would they go about contacting you if they ain't from the Itasca area? Say they're from St. Paul, Minneapolis, right. or way down southern Minnesota. Like, are those people able to call you? Well, we have different arms for economic development, especially entrepreneurs. There's a statewide organization. Um, well, there's a couple organizations, and the most of 10 counties in northeastern Minnesota, there's an organization called Don. Um, it's driving accessibility and networks, wealth and networks. But essentially, it's a program driven for entrepreneurs and really specifically trying to work with minority groups. Um, so that's one of those organizations. But there's, you know, the ILT Academy. I like that. They work with entrepreneurs in the metro area and throughout the state. So there's a lot of different resources out there. But I want to hit on something before I forgot, which is 
Um, in our work in Indigenous communities, one of the things that is absolutely evident is that nine out of ten indi- indi- you know, Indigenous people are entrepreneurs. Like, they just are. Whether it's their bow picking, they're, you know, they're doing um, their beadwork, they're making dresses, you know, they're peeling. I mean, there's, there is so much entrepreneurship in those communities. It just is a way of life, you know, and I think if more... Um, indigenous people would look at their skill and value their skill where it should be valued. There are so many potential opportunities there. Um, and you see this, like I go to a powwow and I see these beautiful earrings and beads. And if you saw that same level of work in, you know, in Duluth in a retail shop, it would be four or five times as much as they're charging in the smaller communities. And so just taking a little time to meet with a consultant and talk about some of those things to help them become savvier and be able to build their business up, I think would be huge for them because so many people have these incredible skills, but they undervalue themselves and um, they just, I feel like need confidence and need a little um, encouragement to build that up, you know? Yep. And that's, that's another part of like the, like, um, what you said, like the beadwork and stuff like that, mm-hmm. that takes time. Oh my gosh. It does. So it much. takes time and patience and, um, even, even down to like hunting and fishing right. and gathering. It's like, it, yeah, um, like the wild rice and stuff like that, that, that takes a lot of work. So that, much work. That, yes. Like, um, I remember doing that with my father when I was very young and, and going to get it was just the beginning. Right. There was so much more to it than than I was uh, expecting at right. that time. I, I was like, we got to parch it too, and we got to walk on it, and we got to get all the husks off of it, and then we have to bag it. And then, so it's like, a, it's so much work goes into it. And, and that's amazing, the people that do do that, that right. go netting, that go do all this stuff and yes and I do believe that that there's so many entrepreneurs out here that that have an idea Mm -hmm. that have an idea that could actually put them in a good place for a career opportunity even and we talked about that earlier about um not speaking up Right, right. Like, like in, in, you have that idea. It's like, where do I go with this idea? And um, that's where you guys come in. Right. And having the courage to take that first step. Because I can tell you one thing. If you ever encounter someone in my line of business that doesn't perk up when you walk in the door and get excited about your idea right with you, we're not doing our job. Because our job is to help you take this small spark of an idea and and really help it bloom, right? We want you to find your path forward because when it takes a lot to yeah. be a business person, right? It takes a lot to believe enough in yourself to really start and do the work that needs to be done to start your own business. And I'm not going to tell you it's easy. These things should be hard because they're testing you, Um but I think that's the part that I really want to encourage people to do is believe in themselves, right? Start to do the things you need to build your confidence up so you can be that person. You can really bring your your idea, your creation to that next level. 
Um, and I think that's why we, so our services are offered through something called the Small Business Development Center that takes place throughout Minnesota. So in every area, there's a different type of small business development center. Uh, all those small business consulting fees are, there's they're all free. So you could just walk in and say, Tamara, tell me about, you know, I'm really interested in creating this product and I need some help. Like, where do I start? And they'll have all kinds of tools and resources for you. And then they'll work with you on that as you go through it. So maybe they'll say, okay, Joel, I want you to go back. You said you want to create this. I want you to go back and um, start to build out your, what are you going to do? How many of those things are you going to make? How much are you going to sell them for? And do a little research on your side. And then I'll say, and I'll go back and I'll pull some market research. This is, we have all this data that we have access to. So I can tell you what in the state of Minnesota, right down to your community sometimes, um, what prices are being put on this type of item? And are there a lot of them? Are there any already? So I can give you a lot of information and then the two of us can come together and start to map out a plan. Um, and, and that's how it works. Like you are, um, you're the one driving the bus and we're bringing those resources to you so you can keep heading down that road you're, you're aiming for. I, I appreciate that. That's, that's work in itself. That's, and that's, feel good work it is. is what it is it's like you're not only helping individuals you're you could possibly be helping communities exactly and, and businesses and and what do business do they employ people so if if it grows it, it you're employing a lot of people right you're, you're putting a lot of people in a better place how would somebody reach out to the economic development is there a website? Yeah. So for us in Itasca, and we help border communities, and if someone's listening and they're like, I don't live there, but I, could you help us? We can get you to the right place. So ours is www.itascadv.org. So it's I-T-A-S-C-A-D-V.org. Dot org, yes. Could we give them a number yeah. to, to get a hold of the Definitely. Itasca development? Itasca <laughs> Economic Development. See, I, I, I'm still stuttering to say it, but here it is. <laughs> well, the, the stuttering to say it is the idea that it's such a big concept to take in. So no worries. Sorry, I'm losing my voice a little bit, but it's 218-326-9411. That's 326-9411. And that'll get you to our office. And we can help direct you to, if you are in the southeast corner of the state we can direct you to your economic development source yes and, and what about the tribal tribal um <clears throat> members say from the south from the west from the east it's like um, absolutely you you would be able to point them in the right direction we, also we sure would each of the um independent tribes in minnesota uh, have different types of services available Everything from up in Leech Lake, they have Leech Lake Financial, which is an incredible organization. And not only do they help people with business ideas, but they can help you rebuild your credit or just, you know, help you with a lot of different type of financing options that are out there. So they're a really great resource. Um, 
And then just like other Native uh, tribal communities, they have um, like the planning offices. So Leech Lake Planning, you have Mille Lacs Band has a lot of really cool, unique services. Fond du Lac also, they have an economic development office here. Love working with those guys. They just have a lot of resources available. And so each band, each tribal nation will have a... um, similar but somewhat unique opportunity to help their tribal members and they really do range but it's incredible to see that they've been working together and and really providing more and more opportunities for um their their indigenous people nice i like that this that that's very educational to know that because i think there's a lot of tribal members that don't even know what kind of resources are within the band or within the tribe so that's awesome that you brought that to the table. Um, you must work a lot with Leech Lake. We do. They're, yeah. they're our neighbors. Yeah, it's- yeah. I, I, I overheard you, you know, like, and you know quite a bit about the the economic development on the tribes, and that's that's a really awesome thing to, to be able to bring to the table. Like, um, when, when people call, it's like um, you'd look in to it. Right. Like everyone, everyone that gets a hold of the Itasca economic development will receive. Right. Absolutely. The, will receive the right resource for mm-hmm. the questions they ask. Well, and I think that's a really important part because as an indigenous person in Minnesota, you have unique opportunities that will be applied in, you know, special funding opportunities, low interest loans for businesses. Um, There are opportunities for education and there are a lot of things that people are just not aware of. So I always encourage you to pick up the phone on that side, but we're definitely going to connect you to your tribal leadership because they really will help help you build out your plan. Um, You know, it's, I can't say enough for the fact that I, you know, we are working with Leech on a lot of things, but it's working with, we're, we're trying really hard to build trust and we've got a long ways to go. Um, We're still working on it. And we want, we want that to be the message that if, if you're going out and you're trying to get support, your local economic development authority tribal or non-tribal should be there to get you to the right resource that's our number one goal who can you work with that's going to make you or help you get to the next level yes that's and that's very um very eye-opening that's very i i'm like in awe like wow that's that's a big job and um you also said you were a non-profit Mm-hmm. So, being a nonprofit, you have membership. We do sponsorship or membership. Mm-hmm. Like, um, how yeah. what what how does one go about that? Say, one of our listeners wants to be a member right. uh, of the Itasca Economic Development Corporation. There you go. <laughs> I, I was I wasn't gonna murder it again. I. <laughs> You could just call it IEDC. Um, You know, we do, so we are 501c3. Most of our funding comes from grants that we're writing, but we have around 40 funding partners, they're called. And it is a, you know, at-will donation. They get um, to know that we're working in these various areas. But another way to contribute to IEDC or other organizations is to be sponsors for events. Um, We host, you know, we host a housing summit. We host a workforce summit. 
Um, we've been doing something called Day of Connections in our local Indian Council communities. So we bring in um, the tribal IDs. We bring in the county to do birth certificates. In fact, our last one, we had um, flu shots that were given, and they gave out gift cards for everyone that got a flu shot. And we brought the services right to the community. So, you know, a lot of times when you live rural, they say, well, you need to go to that county hub, right? We were up in... Um, Inger, we're in Ball Club and all these small communities. We bring 30 or 40 different service providers and then people can come in and eat and then they get to meet with all these different service providers there. So there's lots of ways if you say, gosh, I really think it's cool that you're doing these Day of Connection events. We'd like to contribute to that. Um, that's a way that you could do it. We use funds for those events to pay for the food. Um, the spaces we use are always community centers, but there are definitely unique ways to fund IEDC and what we're doing just by reaching out to us and talking to one of our teams. And what for me, I think it's really important to know sometimes for people to know where their funding is going. And you can say, Tamara, I'd really like you to apply this to some of the work you're doing um, with Leech Lake Band, or maybe you can use this for an entrepreneur event. We want to sponsor. We want to make sure all those students get the right safety gear. We'd like to sponsor that. So there's a lot of opportunities like that. And we can, re, you know, reach out to them services at www.itascadv.org. There you go. I just wanted you to say it one more time. <laughs> um, do you have anything else you'd like to add? Any kind of other resources or yeah. um, maybe um, what you would say to the person that's mm -hmm. out there that wants to just get up today and make a call? Right. Uh, well, first of all, I just really appreciate what you guys do here by sharing the message that these opportunities are out there. So I guess my big message would be it's really easy to sit back and dream about something. And it definitely takes a little work to get off the couch and go talk to someone about your idea. But you would be amazed that there are so many doors out there that are waiting to be opened. If you have that passion and the desire to take your idea to the next level, there are people there ready to help you, and you can do it. You just have to take a minute and stand up and, and take that first step. Thank you. I think I really thank you for everything that the Itasca Economic Development does because that's you, – you are um, – a very ins inspirational um, business and member of the community. And, and uh, Tasca has got to be grateful to have you, and they really do. Oh, thank you so much. This has been just a wonderful chat, and I, I really appreciate coming over. All right, and we're, we're going to get off. Um, this is Joel saying Gigawaba Men with Tamara. Lari, Lani, Lani. Okay, <laughs> I, I'm my my tongue's twisted today, and um, I hope everyone has a wonderful day.